podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. Over the table from me is Josh Landy. It's a different sort of table to last week. Yeah, we're, uh, we're in a new studio, a room, space, uh, for the first time for us. And last week we were at the House of Commons with the speaker, John Burko. Um, we're recording this on Monday night, before the day before the big vote in the House of Commons. It's a big day in the House of Commons tomorrow. It's a big day for John Burko. He's going to, depending on what he does or doesn't do, he, he has the, basically he has the future of the country in his hands, is what I'm saying. And we, a week ago today, we were chatting to him about Arsenal for an hour. And then he treated us to a lovely glass of wine, although you're on dry, wherever it is, January, you do for so you didn't have anything. You had a, like a Coke or something. Yeah, the orange juice was slightly orange. off. <laughs> was it, was yeah, it? in hindsight. He warned you. He did warn us. He, he was incredibly kind and said, you yeah. must have a drink, and he got you a red wine, and Lovely I declined. And he seemed nervous, if you remember, about handing he was. the orange the juice. Orange like juice it had yeah. obviously been in the fridge for a little bit yeah. too long, and he was right to be nervous. Oh, but of you course get... I said nothing. No. I just very politely oh, thanked so you him. Yeah, dodgy stomach. Yeah. Well, no, I think I was survived it. Okay. Uh, That's like the time when I... just had a little bit of fizz. Yeah, I once, oh, I once interviewed Bruce Forsyth, the late, great Bruce Forsyth, in his home. He live, lives off that massive golf course in somewhere in Surrey literally on, on whatever that golf course is and it's been a big, quite a big house like mansion and I interviewed him and he uh, in this little um, area near the living room and he got his wife Wilnalia to get us some tea and um, she served us tea and the milk was off it, for the, and I obviously like you know didn't, didn't say anything I couldn't say anything I didn't com- complain about off, off milk it was Forsyth's house his lovely wife was just giving her a seat but then what was funny was I was just drinking it thinking I'm not going to complain but it's clearly off milk and then he wasn't really drinking then finally after about 10 minutes of us chatting away he suddenly takes a sip and he goes well lady this is milk is off <laughs> laugh he was like why didn't you complain like, did it get replaced it replaced fresh yeah well Nadia brought in some fresh milk anyway Enough of this nonsense, because we haven't even introduced our guest, Charlie Eccleshare, actual sports writer for the Daily Telegraph. Who's also in an emotional state, I suspect, due to his love of Andy Murray. Yeah. Yeah, Big day for you, because Andy Murray had his big defeat earlier today. Yeah, it's been a tough few days, actually, what with Murray retiring, or might be retiring, Arsenal losing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, tough. now, what was, I watched the the whole the thing on my on my computer screen this morning, and what was I'm sure a lot of people have said this already, but it was so weird how he came back. He was, he was two sets down, came back to two, and it was quite exciting, and then really emotional that he lost the final set. But did you see it, Josh? Did you see? It? I had they, um, on my phone. Right, I got Eurosport. Up well, they did this it. incredible thing where they so the guy interviewed him afterwards, as they do after the match, and he was saying, you know, I might, I'll try and come back. I'll try. I might have an uh, operation, you know, and then we'll see. But he didn't. He did, so it wasn't a com- complete clean saying, I'm, this is it. It's, this is my retirement. But they played this big video of as all these people. Was, yeah. as if, and it was just like, oh, you've you got to scrap well, the video. Well, there's a risk if they didn't do it today, they might never get the opportunity. Well, I know, but it was yeah. weird, wasn't it, Charlie? Well, the thing what is, a few days before, he'd given the impression that it was quite definitive. Right. What they probably, in hindsight, should have done is got a tribute but fudged it a little bit, yeah. so it was more just here are lots of guys paying, yeah. you know, saying how lovely and great you are, which could have been couched as, you know, because we know you're having a tough time, or this could be a exactly. Last. Whereas exactly. it, it, the video was quite definitive. It was very definitive. Honestly, it was so it was quite funny in a way. Yeah, that, that was like, it was almost like I, 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 I died. B at least definitely retired, and neither of those were true. And it was like, <laughs> oh, I haven't. Hold and on. I, imagining on the day that Wenger decided he was 
you know, yeah. he, he didn't have a choice about it than just all these former Arsenal players thanking him for <laughs> yeah. what he's done for the club <laughs> that before been... he's decided to go. Exactly. Well, unlike in uh, football where you know you've got a last day of a season when Burnley are coming to town and it should be a nice home victory to say goodbye, you don't... You don't get that in tennis in the same way, do you? Just get the first well, you round, could have possibly. Done. If he'd have actually retired, then he yeah. would have been didn't He basically <laughs> well, said, no, I'm the... not retiring. I might well, come back. It was a yeah, complete... Well, you funny. can imagine why you want to say goodbye at Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah, totally. Anyway, isn't it also... Am I imagining or is Andy Murray an Arsenal fan? I imagine, he is. Yeah, he's, he's an Arsenal, Arsenal fan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. That's I mean, why emotional round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is strictly speaking relevant. Yeah, it is relevant. And mm. so after John Burko lost, we've got to get Andy Murray on. This is your If he has more time... Come he, July. He, yeah, he, he has will. got time. He'll yeah. be desperate to yeah. be on Arsenal podcast. He'll be desperate to come on. And, of course, um, the leader of the opposition. We've got to get uh, him on as well. Did you forget Jeremy Corbyn's Corbyn. name? Corbyn. I did, briefly. <laughs> I'm, I forget, like, my own name now. I'm so old and, and uh, yeah, my brain There's is There's Mo Farrer as well of kind of British sporting royalty. Yeah, yeah just listing yeah. people we should get on now. Yeah. But you're right. Kill half. I'd like to get yeah. hold of Ainsley Harriet. If there's anyone who's got a link in with Ainsley. I mean, Ainsley's practically in um, reception, isn't he? I mean, we'll be able to get Ainsley shortly. That's oh, not, that's some, not hard. Let us know. Fighting talk. If anyone's listening <laughs> and has got a link to Ainsley, yeah, hopefully he's not I love listening. Him. I mean, I love him and everything. But yeah, we should be able to get Ainsley. But I feel that there's a link, political link between... John Burke. How do you know Ainsley's political views? He oh, might no, have something very important to say. But in, we're, like, we've been, we're now immersed in the world of politics, after yeah. having, having done John Burke over there. Okay. And by the way, thanks to all, everyone. Everyone's very nice about Loads it. Loads of comments. Loads of comments. Didn't have any, I didn't see anyone slagging us off. So, well, some, someone was slagging off him, but I mean, that's fair enough. Some, you know, politically don't like him. And, you know, but he, was, he, was an, he couldn't have been more welcoming, could he? And um, gave us that time. Yeah, the in, only in a, negative was the orange juice. Okay. <laughs> And Apart my, from that, my wine was, it was really enjoyable. Anyway, this I is wonder all... if he's listening now and oh, shaking, so. you know, being gutted about the orange juice, feeling I mean, terrible. It is the night before the biggest, probably yeah. the biggest day in his and career, and certainly and this is the last thing he needs, isn't it? Um, worry no. about orange juice. No, no well, he, that's the last thing he needs. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. yeah, but I'm sure he'll love the diversion. Oh, the rest would be great. Yeah. Listening to us chatting nonsense about Arsenal. <laughs> we should obviously. This is all by way of avoiding the harsh reality mm. of our tragic one 0 defeat against West Ham. Josh has already warned us is going to be negative. So this is like, roles are reversed because obviously for the last, you know, the last few years of Arsene Wenger's tedious late period when I was negative all the time and you were desperately keen on to positivity. Now, as all of the dementedly, psychopathically religious Wengerites are doing, they're all coming out of the woodwork and they're, they're all going like, he should go. Some of them are like, he should no, go. Of but where was go. your patience? <laughs> Just as general, uh, general, this no. is my general opening rant about those kinds of people. I'm not including you in that. But those people are already going, oh, he's lost it, he's, he's not doing a good enough, you know. People virulently angry about this defeat, which, by the way, we could have won. If, if, if Aubameyang had two chances, didn't he? To clear, to clear, clear chances, one really good chance to score. So we could have easily not lost that game. I know, I know we only had two shots and we'll get to all this. But what I'm saying is to take that and to ignore suddenly the 21, whatever it was, 22 much unbeaten run, to ignore all the good things he's done, to ignore the fact that we're perfectly doing perfectly well, generally, the bigger picture, slightly better than we did last season still. It's ludicrous to have a massive go at him at this stage. Charlie, I'm coming to you first. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't take the opinion of someone who's saying that very seriously. I mean, that's a huge overreaction. Look, I mean, Saturday was really bad and it was one of those games where, you know, so- sometimes you you can accept defeats. That was one that was really frustrating because we looked so blunt and, you know, barely threatened anything. I think most people feel Emery needs time. I mean, this this squad he's inherited, 
there are so many players in there that he wouldn't have chosen to work with in a million years. And yes, he's got to try and get the best out of them. I think he's done a reasonable job of doing that so far. Um, but a lot of work needs doing to that squad and that will take a, t- a lot of time. And I, I keep saying, look at Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool. I think that is a, a sort of example. You know, his first season, they celebrated a draw at home to West Brom as if they'd won the league. You know, they had... Did a, they finish eighth that season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. granted he joined in October, yeah. so it's not a but direct still. parallel, but still, yeah. it takes time. And I'm not saying Emery is 100% guaranteed to be a success, but no. he needs more than half a season. He, he's had yeah. one transfer window. He'll have another one now where he can only bring loan players yeah. in. The, these defeats will happen. You know, it's, uh, it's, a, long, it's a long game yeah. that we have to be playing. And, and in, in, in terms of the actual game, the game was set up. It was frustrating. It was incredibly frustrating. But we started quite well. I yeah, think, we did. By our standards. First 20 minutes. Like, we, you know, we, we were... It, it was quite even. It was quite an open game. It was quite. It was a good game for the first twenty minutes. Lacazette could, you know, he yeah, had he a had that shot shot blocked. And what I'm saying is, it wasn't. It turned into a terrible performance, definitely, and was very frustrating. But it wasn't like you, you know things didn't go our way, um, and that was annoying. But it wasn't like you know completely diabolical from the first minute, and you know a complete disaster. You know we could have drawn or won. It is what I'm saying. Yeah, so I, taking yeah. that, I agree game, with your point to an extent. I actually nil nil probably would have been the best yeah. re- mm. reflective scoreline of what was a poor game. It was a dross game. Both, yeah. yeah, but it was a poor game. However, um, our passing just throughout the game seemed so poor. And I don't know what you thought of the team, but I, I can't quite work out. I know we've only got Ramsey for five months and he's clearly off to Juventus and that's done. Yeah. I don't understand how anyone can objectively look at that team now and don't think that he should start. And I don't know if Torreira needed a rest. I mean, it's not like we've had loads of fixtures. Why he's not starting. Um, I don't think Aubameyang and Lacazette at the moment are working as a you know as two of those three up front. I know it was you know frustrating for Lacazette to clearly be the one coming off the bench, but that worked for a period in the season where he was the impact substitute, and it was happening. So I think start with one of the two of them, and I don't know. I walked oh, no, I into the stadium at the at the London Stadium. Yeah, oh, I yeah, usually get to the stadium <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we'll be all right. We'll win today. I get really confident. I just turned to John and Ollie who I was with on Saturday, and I was like. We're not going to win today. We'll lose. Mm. I, I don't know what I don't know what we're doing at the moment. I, I don't see an identity at the moment yeah, that, that's I, what that I can get. That I, honestly, question. that I can get behind. I see a team that can keep three clean sheets in twenty-two games. Mm. Now I don't care. Who, that wouldn't have happened under. Oh, really? so we were, oh, don't say that. Didn't happen. We never. Ridiculous. We never had that few clean sheets after after that many Premier League games. We've conceded more goals than than we did pro rata. You know, under Wenger after this about game. So. But our defence has been terrible for years, Josh. Anyway, you can't suddenly... I'm not, it's not saying get rid of Emery. I'm saying, is he doing as well as I expected with this group of players at his disposal, having added some of his own signings over the summer? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think this is a, a, a good, you know, an Arsenal team playing at you know, its full potential. Of course, it's not playing to its full potential, but that, again, that, that, that's going to take time, isn't it? What, the one, I, for me... But it would help if, it, one... if he hadn't completely uh, you know, uh, given a situation where our highest paid player we'll is, get not, to that. is not in the yeah. 18 we'll and, to, and that's also his fault we'll get to that whatever, whatever well, way no 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 it's not, that's not simple how is it not his fault oh, I was going to get he to that afterwards he picks the team oh, right. remind me to come a, remind, we've got to come back to the team selection well it's part of the West Ham frustration yeah, okay. All right, we're going to talk about Ozil now. Fine, okay. You've insisted we're we're going completely out of order, but we'll talk about Ozil. There's no now. order. There is an order. If anyone's in my been head. listening for there's six years, there's an order. We're going to come to Ozil. Sorry. But no, no, no. Fine. Let's carry on with Here's, the game. No, no, no. 
here's why it's not completely his fault. Because if Ursel had been playing at the peak of his powers, as he did in like what the one or two games that we've seen him play really well in this this season, you can you can you know he's played really well in literally a handful of games, and, and you know last season he didn't have a particularly great season. It, you know, it, when he was pit constantly, and we finished. Remember, we did worse than we're doing now. Let's not, not forget that. So when him and no, we've got. I think we've got two or three points fewer more now than we had last this time last season. I think when Urza or Ramsey were playing one, consistently, well, one, whatever. We, we, it's, it's not. It didn't make that much of a difference. And also, when he was playing, a lot of and he was dis- and he was disappointing. If Urza hadn't been disappointing, do you think Urza doesn't is not in our best eighteen players? Let me finish. If Ozil hadn't been disappointing, I love him. I always say this. We all love, we were all incredibly excited when he signed. We all love the idea of Ozil, but the reality of Ozil last season and for a while has been incredibly inconsistent. That's why that's contributed to the fact that this manager has a problem with him and can't fit someone. And if his whole, if you talk about the philosophy issue, which again we'll go on to, but for me his, his philosophy is definitely hard work, and it's definitely the case that Ozil has not been the hardest worker, has he? I mean. So he may be the great artist and all of that, we may, and he may his style may not be one to impose himself on a game. He may not even be the track back guy. I'm not, and, and none of that. But even even taking that aside, we've, he has not played to his full potential. And if he had have done, I don't think we'd be in this situation. So maybe you could say the manager should handle it better. But Ursula has to take some responsibility for his performances, both under the last manager and under this manager. There are so many issues. I think the fundamental problem is that the whole Ozil-Ramsey situation has, is a consequence of you having one regime when decisions were made and then you bringing in another one. There's absolutely no way in a million years Emery, assuming he has any power in these sort of matters, would have signed off that huge contract that was given to Ozil. Right. So the problem is you've got a club shattering their wage structure for a player who the new manager doesn't even want, yeah. which is obviously terrible planning, which should never really have happened. But now it has happened, so you have a choice. You either plough ahead and play him because you've spent the money, or for whatever reason, he's not what Emery wants. I, I don't think... It's very hard to look from the outside and think Ozil, as Josh says, shouldn't be in the 18. I mean, I, of course, I agree he should be in the 18. Yeah, know, I agree. better than a lot of those players. Yeah. And I think the, the difficult thing for Emery is that, that it, when he was doing that for, say, the Spurs game, and it was a show of strength and you win, yeah, that looks great. Absolutely. The problem is when you go away to West Ham and have two shots on target and you sure. have a very gifted number 10 not in your squad, it's, it's, it's hard to justify that. And I think the, the big issue here, though, is what do the other players think? You know, Ozil's a popular player, seemingly, within that squad. Do, are the players backing Emery doing that, or are they looking around and being like, "Why? I can't why, believe why is Ozil not playing?" I, I completely agree with you. I can't believe Aubameyang and Lacazette looking around the dressing room, going, "Oh, bloody brilliant! Maitland-Niles is getting an appearance today. Oh, Gwen Doozy, fantastic, brilliant. Oh, where's Meza? Oh, he's not even on the bench. So that in that last twenty minutes, when we didn't create a single opportunity, there wasn't that option to come off the bench. I also, I don't know what your theory is, Charlie or Boyd. How does he go from making Ozil captain mm. in the Premier League game a month ago to just suddenly not not being in the best eighteen players? Yeah, it, it's very weird. I th- it sounds as if that relationship has completely broken down. Um, and Emery is clearly a man of principle, he, and he f- he feels that th- th- it's broken down to such an extent that he doesn't. He well, doesn't want him in that squad. Where's he going here's, from my here, interp- here's my interpretation of it. I, th- I think I've, I get the sense that, I mean, this is all 
supposition. But to answer your particular point, how can he have him captain? It's kind of the same with Ramsey, isn't it? It's like one week he'll be captain, the next week he's not, play, not playing him. Well, he's I know, not left out of the 18. I know it's not, all right, I know he's not left out of the 18, that's the difference. But what I'm saying is, I think it's, I feel it's almost like um, Emery's got this kind of attitude, which is, uh, uh, it's almost like a, shr- a shrug of like, I don't care, I'm not bothered. So I'm not bothered. I, if he's, if, if he's, if I consider him to be to fit into my tactics and incorporate him into the squad slash play him, then I'm going to make him captain because he's a very experienced player and he's mm. been around for years. And that goes for both of them. If not, if I consider that I'm not going to pick him for this squad, then fuck it, I don't care. It's almost like he doesn't care about... And I think this seems to go to the whole kind of his whole way of picking teams, of wrestling players, of not wrestling players, all of that. His general thing just seems to be, I'm going to decide what's the right situation for this particular opposition, this particular week, mm. this particular moment in time, and fuck it if it's completely inconsistent. Yeah, with everything. I, and I, on the one hand, I kind of admire that. So it's almost like deciding what the specific tactics formation and team is going to be for each individual game it seems to be his abiding principle right and so and again i'm not saying i I definitely think that Ozil should be in the 18 of course but equally i we all admired it when he Mm. did it as you said when we played by far our best performance against spurs he wasn't in the squad was he he didn't even wasn't even a sub so Again, we can't have it both ways in a way because it did work against us. That was our best performance and he wasn't in the team, let alone the 18. Now, so it's like, you can understand the logic to it, can't you? 100% that's his philosophy. And yeah, we, and I think that is how it should be. And that, it's it's a huge departure from Wenger, isn't it? Yeah, it's the opposite. It's the opposite, right? And so it's kind of unsettling because we're used to that regularity where basically whatever the game, whatever the form, you knew what the team was going to be. Certainly guys like Ozil and Sanchez were undroppable. 100% think it's right that it should be for specific games. The problem is, it's all just so result. Everything is so results dependent. And yeah. When that doesn't work, you are left scratching your head. Well, now, but now I wonder. I, I agree with you. And now I think. See, I think he's going to bring him back. I, I, I guarantee he'll be he'll be in the team against Chelsea. I bet you any money he'll be in the team against Chelsea because I just think. Are you sad about that? No, no, no. I'm, I'm happy pleased. about it. Yeah. I'm pleased. What I'm saying is, we have to. I'm trying to understand his 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 thought yeah. process. And, and he's done it already. He's, he's brought him back, you know, after dropping him. And, and you know, he may even yeah. be captain again. What I'm saying is, I, I, I don't think he's not going to make an issue out of not picking him. And he's not going to be that stubborn. Well, so I, I kind of, it doesn't, mm. so in the same way that I think it probably doesn't bother him right now. You know, and Ozil today, didn't he, has, issued a, what was it, a tweet Instagram. or an Instagram saying, still work hard no matter what, whether clearly aimed at him. I just imagine he doesn't give a shit. Like, and I kind of admire that. So in general, that approach of, tailoring things to a team to a, to your tactics to a specific moment in time I kind of admire that and I think that's again why everyone's going on about this what is our philosophy what's our style of play I'm not that bothered right now I think that's I think he, you know if the results go go downwards then fine that'll be a problem no, they're not, but if they are going downwards well, we have the last one, month the last month been, we've been inconsistent Brighton we've had some inconsistent terrib- we're inconsistent we, 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 to go and lose at Southampton we, we, lose we, at West Ham be very poor <laughs> against Brighton draw the game well, we beat it's some. A, we we also won four one in the same period against Fulham. Have against, you seen where Fulham are in the team? Yeah, I know, but they I'm, let in like four goals a game. All we did was do their part. I'm not saying it's. I'm saying it's. I'm saying we've been all right. We've been bad slash inconsistent. But if we come back against Chelsea, if we do well against Chelsea and then Man United in the coming, all of that, then it. Then I think he'll be forgiven, and I think we'll see. Okay, it's not it's that bad. After a few weeks, it's a massive few weeks. Lose but what against I'm saying Chelsea, is, lose against United, go to City and get smashed, and well, we'll see. 
Yeah, mm. of course, that's right. But what I'm saying is, it is fascinating. I think, it, and, and, and as to your point, Charlie, you're exactly right. This is what I was going to say: was that people are saying, you know, we're playing. It's boring. I don't. I don't think it is boring. I think that the the mere way he manages is infinitely more interesting right now than it was under the last regime because you said everything was so predictable under Wenger. Now, this is what I kept going on about. If you you can listen back to the podcast from a year ago, this was my constant cry: was it was so predictable, dull, and boring under Wenger. Both the football in the last few couple of seasons and what he did, his decision-making. I don't think that is the case now. I think we were terrible again at the weekend, but equally we've been brilliant in a couple, you know, in matches about two months ago. And let's not forget those. Don't forget there were moments even last year. I know we ended up six in a disappointing season, but there were moments last year we had had good wins and and, and big big wins. For me, the, the, the key thing that I've sort of enjoyed more with Emery this season of Wenger... And, and having covered a few of Arsenal games and gone away with covered away games and, you know, be, being amongst Emery and amongst the other reporters, mm. the thing that stands out is the attention to detail. And so you may not agree with every decision that Emery makes, but you know it comes from a place of working his absolute arse off, you know, in a mould of a Conte or a Guardiola, the way modern managers do. Yeah. So, yes, you might disagree with him and you might think that Monreal is not as good as Kolasinac, whatever it is, but that those decisions will not be made lightly. They'll be made off, right. off the back of a huge amount of work. Now, under Wenger, there was a suspicion, often confirmed, that not a huge amount of work was going on, that it was a kind of, we'll do what yeah, we always do. Absolutely. Opposition, you know, he was asked about opposition clubs, there's a story last year at Osterson's, remember that game we went, yeah. and we actually won it easy, but before the game, he was asked a pretty standard question by a local reporter, you know, what do you think of Osterson's? And, and apparently it was like a sort of teenager trying to bluff their way through, <laughs> you know, a GCSE English yeah. oral or something, he just did not have the foggiest. I think with Emery... You're not getting any of that. We may disagree with some of his decisions, but there will be a logic to it. it yeah. It's not going to just be, well, I'll just do what I've always done. And okay. that, to me, is an improvement. Even if sometimes the decisions leave you scratching your head, they won't come from a place of laziness or a lack of work. Absolutely. And I, and I, one more, the team, for me, the team selection on Saturday, it was one player shy of winning that game, and that was Torreira. Now... And as you said, you, you, you said right at the beginning. No, I, for me, the Lacazette um, or Bami, I won't have. A, I will not have them damned just for that one game. In that first twenty minutes, when we were playing really well and we could have scored, Lacazette could have scored. It was working. There were some lovely little moments between. Do you there was a problem that was nothing to come off the bench that was really going to? Yeah, of course. Game. That's of course that's true. So that, that's but then, a problem. But what I'm saying is, is for me. It was it was it was a, such a weird team selection, and again, who knows what's happening in training? Who knows what's happening? But because you had he had Albert and Lacazette, all right, and Iwobi, and Iwobi had some lovely little t- passes. Well, there was one brilliant he was pass. Best attacker. Yeah, he was one of the best. People hate Iwobi so much they will not acknowledge. You know, and I, I'm, I'm no, a kind I'm of doubter, but he had a couple of passes that were great, yeah. absolutely brilliant. He's he trying to, to be positive. Them. The thing I'll give him, he's trying right. to be positive, goes forward. What was weird was the midfield. So let me just say, the, the whole the Guendouzi Xhaka thing did not work. And I'll tell you why. It for me, Guendouzi. If it had Torreira and Xhaka, which has been our best midfield, it, honestly, I guarantee you would have won that game. And I know we didn't produce anything in the last like 20 minutes, half an hour when Torreira was on, but that's for, for all kinds of reasons. He took Xhaka off. In fact, for me, it, and God knows. Someone, I don't know if anyone's asked him why he didn't pick Torreira, but that was mystifying. Any courage? Yeah, no, I think it is. The thing I noticed on Saturday is for the real first time, because I think we were very excited about Wenduzi for the first, you know, six, ten games of the season. Yeah. And for a kid coming out of, you know, the second division in France, at his age, I think he's been good. Definitely. But in the final third, 
Yeah. I mean, he's trying to play these like clever balls, and it thinks he's he thinks he's Ozil, ironically at points. None of it was coming off on Saturday, and, no. and that was problem. There was just so little created. It, it was. But a he shouldn't be. Afternoon. It shouldn't be falling on him no, to be that. You not. know. He, but it was left I've, to him yeah. and Jacker, and unfortunately, it was a. Well, that's yeah, the it issue. Was what it was. Yeah. Because I think he, he he's gift. I think he's good. I think he's had a very very he's promising, promising season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's weird how he's ended up. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just weird that he's that been role. asked to do that, and it, it feels like a very kind of. Even though, I mean, God knows what you describe a, 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 a Guendouzi Xhaka midfield as anyway. The way it's you know defensive, I don't know what it is. I don't mm. know what he's expecting from that. But it clearly didn't work, and they clearly didn't didn't provide the front three with much. Torreira would have done, and for me, honestly, it's as literally that decision. And, and make, you know, we need to see. Hopefully, against Chelsea. Torreira will play I'll be absolutely astonished and amazed unless he's carrying some kind of injury he doesn't play um, um, what do you think the front three will be well I, I slightly it'll, go on I reckon it'll do the same again do you I think it will be Aubameyang well I slightly yeah. worry because he seems so reactive sometimes so for me like I, 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 I was trying to look at the, the teams he's picked it's so hard to look at the to analyse our games this season because he changes so much at half time mm. he makes so many half time changes that yeah. for example like, we played really well against Spurs but actually the second half is where we played brilliantly with like a and all well, and that was actually where we've looked most attack, most threatening yeah. when we had Lacquer and Alba yes. basically playing as wide forwards and Ramsey through the middle. Exactly. So for me, it's like, has he forgotten, you know, that actually the starting team against Spurs was different and we weren't doing that well in the first half. We were losing in the first half, of course. Came back and won because we were so brilliant in the second half, as you say, with Ramsey, Lacquer and Alba all on the pitch. So I, I hope and pray... Because I still think you should be picking Ramsey, absolutely. I hope and pray that Ramsey, is, those three are picked. But I slightly worry he's going to drop Lacazette again against Chelsea because he does react a lot to the fact that he didn't work. He clearly didn't work after 20 minutes. And we only had two shots on target. There's also a possibility if Kolasinac, if Monreal's fit, he can go Monreal instead of Kolasinac. And right. Kolasinac basically necessitates three at the back yes. because he can't play as a left back. It does. And that, incidentally, yeah. is the sort of thing Emery's having to deal with. Like, yes. You know, our squad... Whatever you want to say about it, defensively, God, those players, there are some really weak defenders. When you when your reserve left back is such a liability defensively, you have to change your whole system. That is a not that is a it's problem, isn't it? You yeah, know, that's ridiculous. a big issue. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, I also it's a bit of an indictment at the moment on Lichsteiner. You know, I mean, here's a 34 year old guy who's won seven titles, you know, who's come from Juventus winning seven Serie A titles and you know Maitland Niles is now being put ahead of him as a, as a you know, I know it's I a mean, right I wing back and not a right Carl back. Jenkinson but... over Lick Steiner. Lick, Lick Steiner's yeah, I would, the... Carl Jenkinson was better, wasn't he, he, in that? Yeah. He, can, he can at least move. I mean, Lick Steiner's one of those signings you make and you're like, what is, what's the point? As you say, if when your right back's out, he's not getting games yeah. and you're putting a defensive midfielder in there, then it just begs the question, what's the point? Yeah, and there's an issue as well. And you look at a team like Spurs... And they have four fullbacks, wingbacks, whatever yeah. you want to call them. They can play both, who are, who are fairly similar in style. You know, they're all pretty yeah. rapid, can get up and down. Whereas we have such kind of different alternatives, which means you then have to change the whole way you play. Yeah, and I, look, I was going to say that. Actually. I was to look at Spurs. I know it's, it's terrible, but you know the fact that diamond formation they've got for me that that we should be trying that. That that manages to incorporate Son and um, Harry Kane up front, kind of up front together almost or certainly like mm. you know alternating Kane drops deep a lot but so, we could do that with you know Aubash should drop deep half the time anyway because he's not getting any fucking um, any you know passing from out the terrible midfield that we had on Saturday so those kind of things you should try but I do agree with you I also think with the with, with the back 
five or back three, whatever. It's almost like we have in another in another situation. I think yeah, with our terrible defenders, having more of them on the pitch might work. But actually, it's the opposite. I think <laughs> having more of those cretinous <laughs> defenders, none of whom, all of whom are capable of like making three a mistake. Clowns yeah, you've each got other three up. clowns. Uh, you're more likely to get a mistake in the penalty area because one of them is going to do every single game. Throw Xhaka in, and he's giving the ball away as well at least once or twice every single game. You've got like five players I who mean, are all going to fu- liable to fuck up any given time, and that he cannot be blamed on that particular weakness we have. No, I think losing holding as well has been a bigger oh, blow than, what a blow. than maybe we thought. Huge you know, that's blow. been a big turning point. That was the Man yeah. U game that we drew, and after Absolutely. that, really, we've looked extremely shaky. I mean, yeah. he, he was our best defender. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I wonder if Mavropanos can come in and... Well, they've been I mean, saying, talking about they? clutching at straws, but he was quite oh, good at like that yeah, he was a quite couple good of games at the end of last season. Anyway, we'll talk more about all of this uh, malarkey after this break. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back from the break. So we should... Talk about do we? So I think he's going to bring Ozil back for the Chelsea game, at least in the squad. Do you, am I mad? I just think I, I don't think he's out. I don't think I don't think in his mind, Emery is like I'm casting him out forever. I'm sure I think he'll be back. What was interesting, I thought, with Emery facing the media after the game Ooh. was, in, of course, he was asked about yeah. Ozil's omission. And he genuinely seemed to answer as if he was surprised yeah, at that's the what, level mm. of interest at this question. That's what I'm as saying. If you wouldn't ask me about Eddie Nketiah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> my, that's what I was trying to say. Is that I think he's just like I don't. Yeah, I just, no, I agree I, with you. But it's different. For but example, of course he brings people, it back. Are, people are comparing it to the um, to the Marino situation with um, Pogba, right? Which is you know now Pogba's suddenly come mm. good and Marino. But I think no, I don't think I, it's like that. I don't, I don't think that. there's been any big falling out. I don't even know. I bet I guarantee you if you if if you asked Ozil, you know, I bet you'd be like, well, no, I haven't fallen out with him. Anything. He just doesn't pick me, and it's you know a bit embarrassing. But I, I think it's just like it's 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 it's, it's like almost chilled out rejection <laughs> of our biggest, most expensive, our most our, our most expensive weight salaried player ever in the history of Arsenal. And it feels very dramatic to us, but I don't feel it is a big drama in terms in the club do you know what I'm saying yeah I mean I was very much of the view when Ozil didn't play against Bournemouth and he yeah. was actually on the bench for that I thought great you know that's exactly what yeah, I, I feel should have been the case yes. under Wenger or whatever that if you don't think a player is that suited for a particular game don't play him that's fine the whole not being in the squad thing goes beyond that yeah I, I agree and I think you should it, bring him back to the squad because also apart from anything else there's no one else who's been just Drop from the eighteen yeah. in the same way. No, that's true. And our, and our bench was weak, wasn't it? Yeah. Against, I mean, you know that when it is Niketu or you know whoever he brought on, it, it, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was only Ramsey that was an attacking. Yeah. Know, so I feel this against Chelsea. If he doesn't, if he's not in the squad, I mean, barring you know a mystery new illness or whatever, um, and he's saying he's presuming that tweet today showing how that he was you know. Fit, fit and training yeah. and everything. If he's not picked in the eighteen, that will be weird. That will be. I, I feel but there now, have been games like that already. Like, you know the Carabao Cup semi final. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the Spurs in the league. Yeah. There have been games where he's done it. I know, um, but, I, but I think they've been after... But it feels, I think At least then we're in half-decent form. Yeah, whereas now we're in bad form. Mm-hmm. We didn't have anyone creative. Creativity was what we were lacking, wasn't it? Surely against West Ham, particularly in midfield. I feel like if he's going to... The, the only consistency I can find is that he reacts to situations. He should bring him back, shouldn't he? I mean, he really should. Of course he has to bring <laughs> right, him back. Okay, I mean, I'd be, I'd be genuinely worried about the game anyway. And without... I was yeah. in that 18. It is particularly the one thing that has been the biggest difference, you could argue, between Emery and, and Arsene Wenger has been the substitutions and the time substitutions, which you know a lot of fans have been 
calling out for. Yeah. But on Saturday, it's like, well, it can only work if you've got, you know, the equipment effectively on the bench to bring on, to, to make that well, difference. Brought, it just didn't feel like... Well, he brought Ramsey on, didn't he, after okay, was, 10 minutes, which was... Right, you only want sense. another Although I, thought it was ba- I did thought it was weird that he took off, he took off a jacket, didn't he? Or, or, yeah. Uh, I mean, Bellerin came on as well. And and I think came. actually Bellerin will be... We missed Bellerin. Oh, my God, Bellerin will be Bellerin. huge coming so back, much. hopefully. Because, so I mean, much. we just don't have any width without him. Yeah. Also, just on that subs point, I think... There have also been some that are quite odd, like taking off, hooking Urzel at half time against Brighton seemed really strange that because we actually strange. hadn't been bad that no, first yeah, time. That you know, I mean, we should have been about two or three in a lap. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And then it, it just seemed like that wasn't a substitution that needed to be made. Yeah, um, that was odd. Some of those, yeah. It's like at that point, it felt like he, his whole thing was half time substitution. Yeah, he just had whether, to do it. He had to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I was amazed he didn't do it at half time this, this, against, against, uh, this yeah. weekend, but he, did, he took 10 minutes and then he. I mean, I would have put Bellerin on at half time. I think, yeah, you know, absolutely. He, so, I mean, he surely will start against Chelsea. He's got to, isn't he? Yeah. What do we think about beyond the game? And we all, you know, what do we think about this whole him? coming out and talking about the loan situation in, in the transfer window. Again, and I know this is very predictable because we're all, you know, our, our, our pro-anti-Wenger situation, you know, basically is, is the, is the, establishes what our opinions are going to be on so many issues. But for me, it was, again, refreshing, the honesty. We, he came out and said it. Wenger would have not, never admitted that, would he? He's never admitted, I'm not allowed to. You know, years later he will go on about it. How does it, it help that he's come out and said it? Because it's, it's honest, it's open. It's you know, how does it help the club? Um, well, I think it helps the club to, to know the fans aren't being aren't being lied to, basically. And I think you know what come the end of this transfer window, and presumably, you know, hopefully, we'll get uh, one player on loan, one or two players on loan. You know, you can still assign good players on loan. Let's not forget. But what I'm saying, you know, if we don't make any permanent signings this transfer window, particularly in defence, which is clearly you know where we need someone, something, someone to show up that defence, um, and everyone's going to be up in arms. But to actually be told the situation. For good or ill, for me is is important. I don't, I don't think it, it harms the, the club. Does, does it harm the club? I don't think. Why does everyone need to know what our financial business is going to be? Surely, if you're trying now to prepare for transfers going forward, you just want to keep all your cards close to your chest. In a way that I think you know, it was clear. You know, in that oh six oh seven, moving into Emirates, we didn't have a lot of money to spend, but. You wouldn't have seen. Well, more, we had more money to spend than Wenger ever did. You wouldn't have seen that. You know, Arsene came out and spoke about that. Well, no, he didn't. No. He spoke to the players and he said, "Listen, this is a situation. We're moving into a new stadium and we're going to, you know, have restraints." But I don't think that's the image you want to portray. It almost felt like a defence mechanism from Emery to sort of bring more support to him to go. Well, you know, I'm not going to be able to do a great deal to improve this. I'd be interesting actually to. Know, I mean, I don't know how much he was going off script when he said all of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know if he would have got a bit of a ticking off. I agree. I. I, I don't imagine that was uh, sort of on message. To be honest, I, it, it doesn't bother me too much either way. The, the, what bothers me more is that we are in a situation where that's the situation. Yeah, that's the, now the, so that's the second thing. So I, I don't. I, I'd rather he. For me, the important for, as a, for fans being made aware that you're being. He's being told by that. What is it? You know, we're what the sixth richest club in the world. Where you know, we our our income is phenomenal. Our, you know, I know. You know, we we run on our own. We run on our own finan- unique financial basis, aren't we? We don't. You know, we're in a, we within a, work within a budget, but still, for our club, for Arsenal to be told, for him to manage to be told at this point in time, when we've got a massive injury to one, our best central defender, as we already said, just for one, as one example, we clearly need investment in the team. That he's only allowed loan signings. Yeah. It's pretty but, extraordinary, isn't it? But, and I think it's better if I'm furious and angry about it and I'd rather that I knew about that so I can be furious and angry about it than not know about it yeah the thing is you know this is a club where we're competing with 
clubs bankrolled by Russian oligarchs and nation states. And we need to be so shrewd with the way we spend our money. And we're just tossing away a £50 million asset in Aaron Ramsey. That I just yeah. find yeah. so incredibly frustrating, that level of mismanagement. You know, how that's that... been the case for years, isn't I it? I know. And it's like, <laughs> the only way we can compete financially is by being more savvy than our rivals. Yeah. We're the opposite. Oh, completely. You know, yeah. Chelsea, who have a lot of money, would never, ever... Well, look at just... Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool aren't uh, run, aren't owned by, um, you know, yeah. massively... Oligarchs, you know, oligarchs. whatever. They sold Coutinho for, what, 140 million, invested that in two of the best players, you know, that have mm. been signed in recent years. For me, I look at that the way that club is managed and the way the, the owners, and I just think, it's like they're American, hugely rich, owned, owned by hugely rich Americans. You know, our hugely rich American can't even, won't even invest the money that we make and we, can't, and we can't work out how to keep players long enough to sell them yeah. the actual amount of money and make any kind of profit on them it is embarrassing it's isn't it, so frustrating it? it's also frustrating you could argue how we've spent some of that money I, I still don't know if you put the money from Socrates and Leno together maybe on a better goalkeeper or an outstanding centre-back is a better use like is it worth having you know, more players that are you know, good footballers, but aren't going to take us to the next level um, at the moment. That seems to be the but frustration. That's been the way for years, though, hasn't it? I mean, you know, I when's know. the last time we didn't? We, when, when's the last time we spent proper money on a defender? You know, prop, you know, mm. world class. Mustafi. We, we, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he came yeah, in as was. a thirty million, thirty-five yeah. million. He was one of the most expensive defenders in the yeah, world. Yeah, we've done it. We've we've gone. Okay, there's a Bamiang, there's Sanchez, there's Ozil, there's a you know huge amount of money for a centre back in Mustafi. I, the one thing that's frustrating, I think I've said this before on the point. All the teams around us in the league are going out and buying, you know... Uh, Except Spurs. Man United Except Spurs. David De Gea, Spain number one, yeah. up against Lloris, not in great form, France number one. Yeah. Uh, Brazilian number one, you know, over at Liverpool. We've got the German number four. And I just think that is a... What's the point? What, what, what are we hoping for? It is Czech, who's on more money if we believe but, the, but Czech, the again, wages you can't blame, came out. But you can't blame... But Czech didn't, didn't have a very good season last year, did he? he didn't, I mean, how many clean sheets so, did he have? But I, I just don't know if we've... Have we really upgraded? I, I'd rather wait another oh, year. It's minimal. I mean, someone. it is minimal. I think Czech, had, Czech had more clean sheets, by the way. Yeah, but not I, many, did he? I, I don't think Leno's one of our big... I think he's been all right. And I think he, he's been all right. He, he at yeah. least plays the way we want to play. I think we've got bigger problems. Yeah, he's better, I mean, he's better at that, passing the ball out, That defence is just... So, yeah, I don't think Leno is, so a, is the big problem. Yeah, I don't think you can get that it's angry. An example. We'd rot, it's an example. Socrates money. Like, it's just... But a more, I think, you know, you get yourself in a situation like with Alexis Sanchez where we're scrabbling around desperately trying, you know, doing a Mkhitaryan deal where we're then giving oh, yeah. him ridiculous yeah. wages. You know, it's stuff like that. You yeah, know? we've got... Yeah, we now got that We had a big asset in Sanchez Absolutely. that we could have sold for not dissimilar money to Coutinho. If yeah. we'd played that right, we could have yeah. got around 100 yeah. million for him. He was, thought to be, yeah. he was thought to be brilliant. Yeah. That was Instead, what like, are we doing? We get Mkhitaryan yeah. on huge wages. I know. It's great. turned out to be, you know, exactly the kind of player we were Old. you know when I remember Gary Neville the day we signed yeah. him saying you'll get some really good games out of him but you know half the time he's just going to be nothing play I mean I know he's injured right now but he has not been that you're absolutely right that 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 deal if you think about it and it's kind of only you know it's absolutely infuriating isn't it it's almost like they they dom- they totally did what they wanted to do United and I know Sanchez has been the you know that's the only saving grace the only saving grace <laughs> hasn't been a huge triumph but then you know nor, nor has Pop under that fucking manager and I'm sure maybe Sanchez yeah. will come good under this one who knows but we were, they were like, oh yeah, you have Mkhitaryan. I and mean, we were no. like, yeah, I'm all right then. A player we never, you know, why, well, look, we just when, didn't need yeah, that when player. You bo- it's just you box yourself into these corners unnecessarily where you hold no power. 
Yeah. You know, when you could be commanding north of 100 million for a player, commanding big amounts, and in the end you're just scrabbling around to salvage a situation. Yeah. I've seen, have you seen, there are, pl- there are people out there, fans out there, who have been saying we should have um, kept Alexis and got rid of Ozil. Have you seen that? that, that, that? Thoughts? No, I think get rid of them both. In a <laughs> but only with retrospect. I, I just don't think... Uh, I, I can totally see why we did the Ozil thing at the time. The, but, but look, if it's a huge amount of money that has also led to Ramsey leaving indirectly, yeah. you know, because we, weren't, we then yeah. needed to shatter the wage structure to yeah, keep him, which yeah. decided it wasn't worth it. But if, you, if, if you're going to employ Emery, which obviously we didn't know at the time because that would mm. require long-term planning, which doesn't really exist at the club, to give this guy a huge... You know, it'd be like saying, you know, before Ven comes in, I mean, like, right, Andy Carroll, we want him. We're yeah. going to give him a huge contract and just boot balls up to him. Then you're like, oh, we've got a manager who doesn't really play like that. You know, it's, I think if you were going to bring Emery in, Ozil isn't in his plan sufficiently yeah. to merit that sort of money. Yeah. I don't think this is the end of Ozil. I can't, I can't believe it. I think he is too good a player not there to are, back in this team. And, and there, are some rumor, I, I, there are some rumours that, that he... That, that, he might sell him. Have you seen some? I think yeah. some. No one's going to pay German. him. But mm. I mean, as, yeah, as Josh says, I don't know who's going to put up those wages apart from a Chinese club or one in the, in the Middle East. He ain't going to want to go there. It's happy, happy in London. Yeah, at a good club. And I just, I can't believe that as a footballer, we're going to allow a player of that calibre on that much money to sit outside of the eighteen um, for much longer. I, I just, I hope, no, I hope so as well. Listen, I, I, you know, going back to my whole. Emery theory that he doesn't really care. I, f- I think if he brings back, this is all, you know, totally, you know, this is all living in fantasy world, but I still think this is possible. If he brings back Ozil against Chelsea and we have a good game, I'm not, you know, don't even have to win. If we draw or just play well as a team, I, honestly, I can can't see. I just hope that we play well. No, no, my, 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 <laughs> no, no, my point is about Ozil. What I'm saying is, under this guy, under Emery, I think if he brings Ozil into a team in a big game and he does well and we win the game or draw the game or whatever, he'll, he'll be back in the fold. Yeah, yeah, what, oh, and then about you know, he, he, quite easy in a few months' time, this will all be forgotten, and he'll be back, to, hopefully playing well enough regularly. But equally, I'm sure there'll be times when we're incredibly frustrated about him. But what I'm saying is, this what's happening right now could be resolved in a, in a couple of months' time, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. I feel that's how pragmatic, if you yeah, mean, and things Emery ch- is. I agree. Things change very quickly. You look at Tourette, the sort of flip side of that. Torreira, who a month ago was yeah. scoring against Spurs and Huddersfield and was the best player in the world, now can't get a game. Mm. Ahead of Guendouzi. Yeah, which is that's you know, the thing, game, Things change. And again, it took him a lot, long time to bring him in, didn't it? Which you can yeah, understand absolutely. From, from having a you busy play the first World Cup. But games. it's all pragmatism seems to be his main. People are saying, this philosophy thing, we should, I meant, I mean, people are saying, you know, I've, I've seen tweets at the weekend, people going on how boring we are, you know, now there's no style of play, there's no. Play. People's memories are so short, honestly. Yeah. I've no. been, listen back to this podcast. You, I was complaining about how boring we've been in the last few seasons. We have been dull. We've been slow, predictable, played the same way week in, week out. Every team we played could work us out and stop us doing anything creatively and exciting. Apart from, what, you know, you can th- remember one or two games isolated each season in recent years where we played played really well. We ha- it's a myth that we, pl- we played, that we had a great creative style under Vang in the late period. We just didn't. Of course we did in this heyday. And we're, we're still, he's still now taking those players and trying to find a, a great a partic- a style of play that fits these players. But it's hard. It's going to I don't time. get where have the people gone that three, four months ago in the first couple of months of the season were talking about this incredible new identity we had and, and how brilliant we're going and hence the unbeaten run. It can't be that he was getting it all right 
you know, in those first couple but of months. But we did say he was getting all right. It, but then we didn't now say it's that. Oh, he hasn't had time yet. No, 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 He's only no. five, five no, months you're, in. That's not true. We never said we didn't say he was getting it all right. We said he was doing a, a really good job. Because being unbeaten, we all we all said within that unbeaten run, we weren't playing brilliantly. Mm. Often, you know, we were and often we, we were know, lucky. We, we were lucky, but yeah. what, but that's still a long unbeaten run. He still he was doing he was achieving results on a pragmatic basis pretty well. But you can't slag him off now for suddenly not imposing a style on this team that we yeah. didn't have a style under Wenger. I for think years. that's a bit of a red herring. I think like really, if you're winning games, who cares about you I know? Agree with that, it, it's not like you know. Obviously, if Emery came in and we were playing like Allardyce style football and winning, yeah, then you might question not. it. But we're not. You know, no. it's kind of a, a much of muchness from from the Wenger yeah. era anyway. Yeah, it's just that we're no longer winning games. And I feel actually, on, he's what gone. I think you're right to an extent, Charlie. But if you're winning games, but you're constantly having the opposition, and I hate to do it, but with With a better expected goal, and all that, and we talked about it. I remember bringing up during that unbeaten run, about 10, 12 games in, eventually it catches up with you. It wasn't that we were, you know, out out playing teams, out fighting teams. So eventually it's going to catch up with you. So I think the warning warning signs were sort of there. I, I don't disagree with that, but I think that's to do with the quality of the performances rather than the style. I, I don't dispute yeah, the fact that, right. yeah, of course you can't keep winning games where you don't score in the first half and you're constantly chasing games. That will catch up with you. But I think that was just more a case of the fact we weren't playing as brilliantly yeah. as the results yeah. were suggesting. And, and you can see, you know, in, in our great best performances against like Liverpool and Spurs, you could see what he was trying to do. And those performances were great. And, and the players were p- pulling off what he was trying to get them to do. And it worked. And also, in the end, apart from, you know, after the substitutions, we ended up having the kind of players, the best players playing on the pitch, which I hope someone is tapping him on the shoulder reminding him of. But that is as well. Emery's style is pragmatism. He mm. will try and find the best way to win the game. That is how he's managed. You know, we, yeah. we weren't bringing in a, a, a Pep Guardiola or, you know, the reverse of that and Mourinho. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I as well, with, with Guardiola, it is worth remembering, even he in his first season in the Premier League struggled. He made absolutely. a great start, then they absolutely. finished fourth. Totally. We knocked them out of the FA Cup yeah. semi. You know, so yeah. it's not that easy coming in, let alone with a squad like ours, which... You know, it yeah. has been. Let's, doesn't have to be a Wenger binary thing, but unquestionably, that squad is. We, there are some weaknesses in there. Oh. There are some imbalances in there, right? Massive. Weakness, you know, yeah. so Pep was dealing with a much stronger squad, course, and even yeah. he struggled. Absolutely. So, in in the end, the bigger picture surely has to be Josh. If you're being really negative, that we're on a par with where we should be. We're marginally we've got marginally more points. I know the, the clean sheet thing, fine. But in the bigger picture is, it's not been a disaster, and I keep going back to that. It's been fine. It's absolutely fine. And if it carries on like this, if we carry on bubbling under the top four, you know, not too far. If, you know, if we won that game, I know we didn't, we'd been four points behind Spurs, supposedly the greatest team in the history of the world. You know, you have to have a perspective on it. It's not a disaster. That's the key thing. And that's what certain people... I haven't people, said it's a disaster. I know you have. I haven't said it's the last month has been really, Worrying. Of course, it's been really disappointing. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But the big picture is, it's not, you know, we have to give him time. We have to, this is in no way course, a horrendous turn of events. I still, you know, it's great, it's good. And, you know, there's certain things about him that I really like. But do, do I think that there's baffling team decisions being made of late? And do I desperately hope that Meza Ozil is back in the 18 for, oh, yeah. for the weekend then? Yeah, I, we'll I agree on that. Um, and you're right, we're probably about pop. I don't actually know points-wise what we are in the like-for-like games against those teams. It's very similar, yeah. a point either way. Slightly so, uh, defensively weaker, we've scored a couple more goals. Yeah. But I don't it's even very think, uh, to me, the, like, the comparison with last it doesn't even matter that much. I think it's just a whole different thing, what, what's going on now. You know, yeah. like it is, oh, absolutely. I, I, I think he should be yeah. allowed 
to build without it being said to him like, well, under Wenger last season, we actually had two more of points course, from these Of course, I know it's a natural comparison to yeah. make. And I'm only even saying that just because of it, that's my reaction to some of the hysteria. And I, you know, I do consider it to be hysteria from some Arsenal fans after that result, after that yeah. result, and after the last few results, to be fair. Anyway, we'll see. We're also entering, isn't it odd? Because now everything's from a much smaller sample size. So it's odd going back to a period yeah. where you're really up and then you're really down. Whereas when you've, you've had a manager with a 22-year sample size, yeah, each completely. result makes much less of a difference exactly. in a way. Whereas yeah. now it's like, we're and seeing him lose for the first time. We're yeah. seeing him win a big game for yeah. the first time. And this is, again, for me, this is exactly what I wanted. This, this, yeah, what has happened this season, you know, the highs are, have been higher for Well, me. this is it, right? And like, the lows may Spurs, be higher. Spurs, that 4-2 yeah. win, we actually, we've been very bad since then. We haven't kicked on. But at yeah. least we thought we might. Yeah. Whereas we and had that, was that one of the greatest, win. We beat yeah. Spurs 2-0 last season. I think we all were like, well, that's a good win, but we know how yeah. Yeah, ends, that, so. for, that 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 performance against Spurs was one of the greatest. You know, any Arsenal fan would know performances in the history, certainly of the Emirates. Certainly, we would have been in the Emirates, and we can't forget that. We can't forget some of the brilliant goals we've scored. Anyway, we go round and round. We have to address the uh, game coming up against Chelsea, which I am highly disturbed about. Deeply disturbed. The only What's the only thing match plan for this weekend, boys. You know, what you got, Max? Is, is it It's five thirty. Yeah, I think so we might have a, a late lunch. Yeah, you? I think we might have a late kind of yeah tea. I don't know a late. You know, I'm making up. I don't know, but there's talk of, of a somewhere in gathering green. somewhere in Islington Green. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. Yeah. The thing about Chelsea, Chelsea have had their moments, haven't they, this season, where he's made, Sarri's made mm. kind of weird decisions. They haven't got a proper decent striker. I want, you know, they have issues, don't they? And there have been times where their defence has been pretty shit as well. A lot of their fans so, are very frustrated. A lot of their fans are very frustrated, yeah. So, so they're kind of slightly similar position to us in a way. Yeah. You know. There's, it's one of those games, no result would really surprise me. No. You know, I think exactly. if we came out and played brilliantly, it'd be like, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. If we went out and were terrible and conceded loads yeah. of goals because we have a terrible defence, that also yeah. wouldn't surprise it's me. It's the much. hardest game to predict, isn't it? I've been thinking about yeah. it for days. I can't. It, I, and right now, like as I'm thinking about it now, I have no concept of what's going to happen. Josh. It does feel in the, in the top four race, we're already five to one in mid January to already get in the top four. Lose that game and I see. Things can change so quickly. Yeah, like, how no, no, how long a month now, ago we're United were what eight points behind us, by the way? Man United do mm. remember I said they were definitely we should be worried about Man United. I said that about two weeks ago. Um, still, I, I think they'll finish above us. I, I think that now. Well, I think the, I think they'll they are I think yeah, they'll they'll be favourites to finish above us with the yeah. with the bookmakers. I, I think it is a must not lose if if we have any mm. hopes of the top four. Yeah. And well and also for our own mental health, I think it's a must not lose. But we have been good at home. That's the one thing to say. We've been largely good at home. The disappointments of last month have been away. Yeah. One yeah. all. One all. Kind of everyone one feels yeah. comfortable. We go. No. No shame. Charlie. I'll go with a win. I'll go with a win. Yeah. I, I mean. Like yeah. It, as I say, any result would not be a huge surprise, but I'll go with a two-one win. I'm gonna go. I, mean, I was gonna say one nil. We're definitely gonna keep a clean sheet. That, that can't happen. I think I'm gonna go two-one as well. Yeah. Two one to Arsenal. Yeah. I just hope we got Bellerin back at a right back. Yeah. Player back four, which would probably, as Charlie alluded to earlier, mean Monreal has to make a return from fitness. Have Ramsey and Ozil in that team. I think that probably means By the that way, none of that some of bench. those things will happen. But I I was looking at the his team selections. I've there's not been one They've barely both started, have they? Been, well, that's the, that's true, they've barely both started. But even in the, it, it, just generally, I I have not been no one has predicted any of those team selections. Yeah. No fan. Yeah, I agree. There's been one Maybe Lichsteiner and Jenkinson again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more likely, honestly, Lacazette will be dropped, it'll be a Wobi. Yeah. Um, Nketiah. Ozil, <laughs> Nketiah. <laughs> 
all but honestly it'll be weird there'll be some really weird thing that he yeah, does there'll be a curve and then half time luck will come on and you know anyway, change the game it changes the game everything can it's exciting though isn't it Josh. it's different yeah it's different that's what you wanted you, what, you wanted you basically exactly got the same thing yeah but different yeah thank you very much uh, thank you to Charlie thank you thank Charlie. you very much thanks for coming cheers. on this emotional day and uh, we'll see you next time cheers bye Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.